Welcome to the Clovis North Book Review Podcast. I'm your host, Nanya Vinay, a rising senior and a voracious reader. I hope to introduce you to new and unexpected books and open up new worlds. This week's theme is Rebellion and Truth. First, we have The Murder of Mr. Wickham. Ever wondered what happened to your favorite Jane Austen characters after the last page? This book is a thrilling answer to that question, skillfully switching points of view between Elizabeth, Darcy, Fanny Bertram, and more. Bringing together characters from Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, Mansfield Park, and Emma in a way that is completely logical. Of course, murder implies a whodunit, and the investigation is done by, as expected, a teenage Sherlock Holmes and his level-headed sociable companion. That is Jonathan Darcy, an observant social misfit and a new visitor who becomes his close friend and romantic interest, Juliet Tilney. A frivolous house party dissolves into a tense atmosphere as the investigation ensues. We have blackmail, swindles, and grief all overlapping. As secrets are brushed under the surface and motives are unveiled bit by bit for each and every character. The Regency atmosphere is well maintained, though the plot is rather slow and hesitating. The nature of having a rather overthinking detective. But for those, which means for those looking for a fast paced thriller, this may not be the right book, but for as a combination of nuanced character exploration and deepening suspense, it succeeds wonderfully, considering everything from mourning to unexpected accidental guilt. For a book based on murder, it's an absolute delight. So don't hesitate to read The Murder of Mr. Wickham by Claudio Gray for a toe into a time machine of Jane Austen's intriguing world and an excellently composed mystery with a dash of good old revenge. What's not to like? Next, we have This Place is Beautiful by Shishi Tian, a thoughtful book on responding to prejudice and what it means to be family. Featuring two biracial polar opposite sisters, Margaret, a dreamer, bold, passionate, never letting a sleeping dog lie. And her opposite, Annalie, an easygoing, uncertain girl who prefers to sweep her problems below the surface and leave them there. When a hurtful racial slur is painted on their house, Margaret comes back from NYU and leaps into action, returning to the small town she thought she'd left forever and her first love that still breaks her heart. She confronts not only the suspicion of her own town, but her family in the process, as her mother and sister don't want to stir up too much trouble. Margaret's character arc is especially interesting in the consideration of the price women pay for boldness and coming to terms with her white father's abandonment. The investigation recedes into the backdrop in comparison to the push and pull between the sisters. 
Margaret abandoned her small, sleepy town for studying law in a vivid bustle of metropolis, while resenting her sister for being the one that's pliable to their mother and being able to pass as white. Annalee loves knowing every inch of her home and resents her sister's need to make a battle of everything. But Annalee too nurtures secret dreams in her arc of learning to fight and not settling for second best in life and in love is compelling. Yet the author's choice of taking an unconventional arc for Annalie, leaving her with uncertainty, and her choice of accepting the complexity of people and loving the beauty of her small town. Yet Margaret flies, preferring to strive for the city jazz, and both characters are extended equal grace. The prose single-handedly combines lyrical nuance with a fast-paced plot, although it does build up to its more effective parts. Annalie's initial romance especially is a little heavy-handed. But on a deeper note, this book asks important questions. Is the cost of fighting injustice worth paying? And to what extent can we leave home behind? And if we do, is it truly worth it? Everyone answers these questions differently, but this book has the courage to pose them and let the reader decide which choice they is best for them. Despite the cruel act behind the plot, this place is still beautiful, never loses its beauty, asking us what we choose, who we stand for, and the love of home and family that motivates, that motivates it all. Don't miss This Place is Still Beautiful by Shishi Tian. The next recommendation is The Surgeon's Daughter, a sequel to the, A Girl in His Shadow. I highly recommend at least perusing the first book or finding a summary if you're feeling lazy, as the plot jumps right in from the end of the previous novel. Taking place in the 1520s, the main character, Nora Beatty, an aspiring surgeon has traveled to receive her medical training in Italy. Despite her high hopes, she quickly realizes the difference between being allowed and being accepted. Even if she's ignored by her male professor, she perseveres, keeping track of her patient survival diligently and continuing her experiments with either. Across the English Channel, Daniel, her, her love interest, faces his own difficulties, fighting for diphtheria patients over his colleague's disapproval. The author skillfully leaps between points of view and makes the active plot clear in both contents. Nora's arc is more interesting than Daniel's as she jumps from either to pioneering C-sections from impoverished women while building a chosen family in Italy. Hearing of her mentor's father's illness, she commits to completing her degree a year early. Her fears, frustrations, and sorrow are absorbed into finding her way home. Most admirable, given that this home doesn't permit her to practice her calling. Daniel takes the leap to open his own hospital, as the turmoil of the first book goes to good use in an unexpected way, in a position to save women's lives, and moving past painful surprise, she returns to England, facing much resistance to performing C-sections. The book culminates in convincing a woman, a noble woman, with a high-risk pregnancy to undergo this surgery. 
Daniel and Nora stumble and fall, yet continually continue. The interplay between them reaffirms not only their love of medicine and each other, but what it means to live a meaningful life and the ethics of deception for the common good. Even when the writing falls short, the expert characterization and energetic plot holds the reader's eye. And the surgeon's daughter, Nora Beatty, finally steps out of the shadow of the first book, and her journey is well worth your time. Don't hesitate to read The Surgeon's Daughter by Audrey Blake for this fat, for the, to find a fascinating work of historical fiction reimagining the role of women saving lives in the history of science. Finally, we have Sold on a Monday by Christina McMorris, a book taking place during the Great Depression that interrogates the value of truth. Ellis, a struggling reporter, takes a stunning photo of two little boys sitting near a for sale sign. Representative of events taking place during in that decade where parents would sell their children when they couldn't take care of them. Unintentionally, it leads to its, his big break, but then the photograph is destroyed with a dash of nefarious copy. Order to recreate it, he finds two other impoverished siblings, Ruby and Calvin, and takes another picture. Having finally achieved his dream, he quickly loses himself in the industry hoping to prove himself to his father until Lily comes in. Lillian Palmer is the other main character, a single mother moved by the picture who convinces the editor to take the story and decides to track down Ellis to do his reporter duty to find out what happened to the children, Spunky Ruby and Mischievous Cow. The attention of the story not only inspired donations, but the interest of a wealthy banker. The buildup to the climax is slow, but once it happens, everything goes downhill. The children are forcefully adopted and then separated. Ellis and Lily go on the mission of reuniting the family in a path of break-ins and gunshots, interspersed with a slow burn romance, competing with a fellow reporter. This book asks, where love and deception intertwine, and how much are we willing to fight for the truth? The scene where Lily's son intersects with a stolen children's mother is especially poignant, pondering trust out of convention and social class and the freedom of releasing your secrets. Though the prose is well-written, the ending is a little too predictable, and the book tends to focus on the search compared to numerous other facets of the story worth exploring. On a larger scale, the initial photograph that so dramatically inspires the story is quickly forgotten. But the plot that follows more than makes up for it. The happy ending of the characters is well-deserved, each having a chance to live their authentic dream. Personally, the story was memorable enough to remember almost two years later. Sold on a Monday was worth buying, is worth buying every day of the week. And I highly recommend this touching, thoughtful story that brings the Great Depression to life. And that's all for this episode. I and look forward to the theme, the history that haunts us for next week with more books that are portals into worlds you might never have known.